Hello, my name is Philip Mirton, and today we're going to have a conversation beyond science and religion. Breaking new ground in thinking, exploring the outer limits of what we know about the world and ourselves, unhindered by common beliefs and perceptions. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion, taking on subjects from the Big Bang, the multiverse, and evolution to the supernatural and the new rising consciousness. This is where scientists, philosophers, New Agers, and spiritualists come together to discuss where this world may be heading. Now, here's your host, lawyer, philosopher, and the author of The Heaven at the End of Science, Philip Meriton. Today's show is going to be fun because we're going to be talking about how to get the universe to work for you. And before we get started, I'd like to weave this together a little bit with science, which also comes up a lot in this show. And, and that is, if someone asks you what's the purpose of science, you're likely to get all sorts of answers. But one of the answers is going to be to understand the world. But I think science goes a little bit beyond that. I think that the purpose is not just to understand the world using science, but it's to understand the world so that we can master it, so that we can control it for our own benefit. Example being medical science, where we have researchers not only looking for ways to cure diseases, but to do things like unwrinkle skin, grow hair, and prolong life. So I think that's really the purpose of science. And we could say the same thing about the new spirituality movement, or I like to call the movement in search of a better name, the new spirituality. But here we're trying to understand the world in a little different way. We're trying to get in tune with it from the inside. We're trying to learn from it from the inside so that we could take grasp of its power and use that power to benefit ourselves. So today my guest is Michael Samuels. He's the author of a very refreshing self-help book called Just Ask the Universe, A No-Nonsense Guide to Manifesting Your Dreams. And so, and so today we're going to find out how to make the universe work for you in very practical steps and see if we could put some of these spirituality tips to use. Now Michael has a degree of, in English another degree in finance and and a master's in business administration. He also has another book called University, which we might touch upon. But first of all, Michael, welcome to the show. Phil, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. Okay, Okay. well, I saw saw your book, and I'm thinking, this is just what we need. Uh, Last last week, I had uh, Dina Proctor on the show, who talked about her her rise from alcoholism and, and suicidal depression to becoming a life coach, and she had her own rise in consciousness uh, to this point where she is a student of the field of thought, thinking that if you set your mind to something, you could accomplish anything. But what's different about, about you and your book, I think, is that we have a real practical side to it. So to start things off here, what was your epiphany? What what led you <laughs> what led you to sort of take this transition from whatever you were doing during your your daily life to getting interested in taking advantage of these spirituality tips? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I got to tell you, it was it was a point in my life, just like in everyone's life, where you're just set up, you're just unhappy, and and I remember that time. I had a, I was in a relationship. It was around, 
uh, uh, time frame wise, like about 2002, 9/11 just happened. The world went to crap. You know, you just you, you, I couldn't get ahead with what I wanted to. I was still living with my parents, and I was I was you know in my early 20s, and I really wanted to. I, I wanted the secret. I wanted the answer to life. I wanted the answer. Why is Steve Wynn a billionaire and I'm not? Right. Why is Bill Gates a billionaire and I'm not? And what's this secret that everyone is always talking about and, and kind of foreshadowing here? Um, I, I, I was laying, literally, and this is in my book, so I hate to sound redundant. And, and if I talk too much, don't just tell me, hey, Michael, be quiet. Let's move <laughs> on. But, um, I was laying in my bed and I was watching an infomercial for Tony Robbins. I said, I, I, I got to do something. I got to do something with my life. I'm not happy where I am. And I bought Tony Robbins, and I, in 30 days, literally 30 days, my entire perception changed of everything around me, of who I was, who I was hanging around, uh, my outlook, my reaction to people and things. And, and, and Tony Robbins was the spark, okay, that lit the fire inside of me to really dive into spirituality, self-fulfillment, um, you know, uh, karma, consciousness, and, and it's still to this day, I mean, it's, it's, you know, years and years later where I'm still searching and still going after those things. But really, it was the Anthony Robbins program that started it. Uh, Anthony Robbins led me to Rhonda Byrne, which was the secret. I know everyone on this planet has read. Not many people are practicing it. And then um, the real, real, real two books that changed my existence, that, that, that altered who I was, was... Um, the Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. It was written in, I think, 1905 or 1910. I think it was written in 1910. And the other one was The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy, Dr. Joseph Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I think that the the key the key thing here, and I think that Anthony Robbins has done a really good job of yes. sort of putting fire under under the self help movement because he is so emotional and so passionate. And yep. I and I think that what what we have right now, Michael, and this is something that I'm I'm really interested in, is that we have a lot of mainstream folks believing that the Anthony Robbins Anthony Robbins and the Rhonda Burns of the world are sort of out there. Uh, the the uh, European yeah. the Europeans use this word woo woo or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I, yeah. I I think another way to put it is touchy feely or or yeah, new, yeah, or, or yeah, you know you know or new absolutely. agers and. And to me, it's part of this this tendency we have to categorize things, label them, and put them on the shelf, and think that they don't have any value. And, and on the other hand, when you actually listen to Anthony Robbins, and I've read a, a book of his or two myself, he says a lot of powerful things. So, and that's what I I really want to focus on here because the beauty of where we're at today in 2014 is that. We're a couple decades from the publication of many of these books, and we're able to distill some truths out of them or some things that maybe work better than others. So let's right. talk about Anthony Robbins a little bit first. What what was the number one thing that he says that yeah. that gave you your epiphany or that I'll or, tell, or that truth? Right now, I'll tell it to you right now. I'll tell you right now. It was disc, I think, 14 of the program, okay? And he said, thoughts are things. And that was the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah. That was before The Secret came out. That was before I knew who Mike Dooley was. That was before, it was before I knew anything. And it was thoughts are things. And that was 
that was it for me. Yeah. And that started the roller coaster ride of my life to learn what thoughts can I make to become things. Yeah. And it's, it's that's how my book created was created. It was it was Anthony Robbins sparking. Yeah, his book might be twenty years old, or at this point twenty five years old, or whatever. It does. So you know, this was spoken about in the Bible. Yeah. You know, this stuff is is decades and de- hundreds and centuries year old. There's a gentleman by the name of William Walker Atkinson who was writing about this stuff in the 1800s. So the the secret is there. The, the self help is there. It's whether people, it's whether people want to accept it or not. And people think that you're all, you know, full of uh, baloney and you're all spiritual. Being spiritual doesn't mean you have to like do rituals of like lighting candles in your room. Yeah. And that's what that's the point of my book is that I'm a I'm a mortgage. <laughs> I'm a I'm a normal human being that drives a Ford Explorer. Yeah. I I'm not driving Lamborghinis and. You yeah. know, doing all this. So that's not what I want. That's not what life is all about. Right. I'm not doing crazy um, uh, voodoo. You know, I'm not pinning dolls and everything. This is this is a blueprint for for self growth. For self growth, and and this is what you get from this. Are there are there crazy kooky spiritual people out there? Yes. I don't like those types of people. They they, they make it more mystical than it really is. You, it doesn't have to be mystical. Right. There, there's there's a you can get a foundation for, for being who you are and knowing that if you're programming your mind the right way, you can get anything you want. Yeah, well, I think and, the most and, important yeah. thing here is that we are in a transition state. And I think, in, and I'm, I'm going to use the word culture or society or scientific sure. paradigm, where I think we're in a transition state where not in the middle of it, I think we're in the beginning parts of it, where we're starting to see that these ideas about self-fulfillment, about self-empowerment, are have a, I'm going to use scientific basis, that it's not an out there, just an out there uh, field of thought like it, like it has been in the past, because not only are we connecting with ideas that are millennia old, such as those in the Vedanta and Buddhism, but mm-hmm. but we are we are proving the truth of things like quantum theory, which is something science cannot ignore, showing that there's a connection between the mind and the physical world, and so we're we're starting to see, and this is what's exciting, is that it's being established. That these that these ideas have legitimacy, and and putting on the other side of things, if you do it and it works for you, then then the, the no you know the no amount of scientific exactly. proof is going to tell you it ain't right. I mean that that's, that's the exactly other, right. that's the other thing about it. And you know you say that very clearly in your book that you know you don't really have to know why this works. That's but exactly right. but but you know to me I want to know why it works and I'm I'm the type that is looking for the foundation and I I think I got I you know, learned the answer Philip yeah I, I learned the answer and it wasn't until after I read Just Ask the Universe that I started reading about energy uh, conscious healing self consciousness um, transcendence I learned about this stuff and you know I'm incorporating I am writing more self help books um, but what was what I've learned about it is it's the energy that you're really sending out there because everything is energy. Energy doesn't die. Right. And 
and it really is. And listen, I'm not a scientist. All right, I'm, you know, I, I'm not a, uh, I'm a businessman. I, I run a business, I run a, a national business, um, and I've learned that the energy that you're putting out there is what's attracting it, and, and that's just the bottom line. I mean, I don't want to, I can't really dive too much deep into it because I'm not so well versed in that, um, in, in that language. But it's really the, the thoughts you're putting out is pure energy. That's it, you know, and, and how they're coming back to you. That's the question that nobody can answer because it's going to happen in a million different ways. Right. A billion different ways. If you put out the energy, that already starts the chain of, 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 of events that's going to happen. So let's say you, you, know, you want a Mercedes-Benz in the car. Um, that Mercedes-Benz, you know, it's not going to come rolling into your driveway. You have to have steps in order to get to that Mercedes-Benz. There's stepping stones to get there. You know, there's, there's processes involved in the natural world that we have to go through this setbacks. Right. I have a, uh, setbacks is there should be a huge a Bible written on setbacks because that's part of life. Right. You know, the things are going to happen, and it's how you react to those things. You know, uh, Napoleon Hill said one of the greatest quotes in all of book history that I've read, self-help book history. I should say, every failure that you get in your life, every problem that you come across that deters you from getting what you want, there's a seed of an equivalent benefit. So if something fails to try and get you where you have to go for what you want, that's okay. There's another way around it that you're still going to be able to get to where you want to go. Yeah, and I, I want to say something about Napoleon Hill, and I, I have his CD that's one, of the, that's, it's one of the most misnamed books ever. It's called Think and Grow Rich. And, and, and I think that that's he might book. have, you know, he might have had the publisher might have titled it that because... Most people are thinking that they want to get rich fast, and they want yeah, and they want work. they want the tip to win the lottery, and that's really yeah. that's really what you know they want the the bags of money to come down from the sky. But that book is got so many insights to it. It's short, but it's insightful. Yeah. It's powerful, and it's it's a really highly recommended read. And you know, it's something that, frankly, um, it, it's a kind of book that you should read before some of these other books out there that are that are not as that are that are more commercial oriented but but in any event let's I, I'd like to un um, wrap a little bit this thoughts are things because I think I I agree that is a powerful message yeah so what 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 is the takeaway you get out of that what is that what does that mean for you thoughts uh, look, are th everyone everyone every person on this planet has one thing in common is and everybody has a brain <laughs> everybody has a right, mind right so there's no escaping that i don't care what religion you are i don't care what the color of your skin is i don't care what you look like if you're short tall fat skinny i don't care what you are you have a mind and in your mind there are two parts of your mind and the only thing that's going to make thoughts become things is your subconscious mind. You're the conscious mind. Your conscious mind is your reasoning mind. It's something that you, you get up in the morning, you're going to go brush your teeth. You consciously think about, oh, i got to go brush my teeth, I'm going to go get in the car, I'm going to go make some uh, bacon and eggs for breakfast. Your conscious mind thinks that stuff. And your subconscious mind makes it happen. And this is the secret of life, Philip. I, this is what I've learned, and it came from the power of your subconscious mind. The thoughts you create you're feeding your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is making it happen. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the, that's the secret. Yeah. That's what that's what the universe has given us. Our universe has given us that subconscious mind, the collective 
I don't know. I don't know what the subconscious mind is, but you have to command from it because it gives you everything you want. If you say to it, "I am so poor and I'm so this," I I would hate talking that way because it takes everything you say literally. It, it's not. It's not going to say, "No, no, no, Michael. No, 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 Philip. You can't yeah. speak that way. I don't want you to be poor." Yeah. It will. T- it will bring about negativity if you're constantly thinking negative negative things. Yes. But yes. If you're feeding it, if you're feeding it thoughts or things, if you're feeding it stuff that's going to only bring you abundance and and stuff that you need and stuff that you want, I mean, that that's the that was the epiphany when I read the Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy, and and Napoleon Hill talks about it too in three in Thinking Go Rich, where he says it's the infinite intelligence. He, well, I, I think he even says it in your subconscious mind too, but. Your subconscious mind is connected to the infinite intelligence. Yeah, it wants it wants to give you everything. That's what thoughts are things. That's, yeah, that's a power. Become things. That's a powerful. That's a, I think that I think that's a powerful uh, idea right there. This is Philip Mirton. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. We're speaking with Michael Samuels, the author of Just Ask the Universe, and we're talking about the main takeaways from the great self help writers such as Napoleon Hill and Anthony Robbins and we're about to talk about what what's the biggest mistake people make when trying to learn from these self-help tips and I want to I want to underscore something you just said about the conscious and the subconscious because this is something that few people uh, in the scientific community will dispute they will not dispute the notion that there is such a thing as a self conscious mind there is a uh, there's a best-selling book uh, called thinking fast thinking slow with by a Nobel Prize uh, winning author that is all about this now he takes a little different tact but but it's really about that our mind is on two different levels the conscious intentional stage and then there's this bed or foundation of subconsciousness or unconsciousness that, frankly, we don't know a lot about, <laughs> except for the fact it's powerful. And the the number one thing that you said, or the thing that you said that I think is that needs to be highlighted, that is so important, is that, in my opinion, we have to live as if we are solely in charge of ourselves. We have to live at, at, as if there is nobody writing our story but ourselves. And I think that's, that's what exactly this—that's right. what this whole thing is about. Because if you let these negative, pessimistic thoughts into your little brain, then they—they they wind up having a life of their own, and they tell a sad story. You know, and it takes—it takes a while to get control of that. I mean, last week we talked about you know the chatter, the ego chatter in your mind, and controlling it, and using meditation, and and. Uh, quiet moments of reflection to defeat that but this is all we're talking about and this frankly Michael is it's not that profound and it's not that difficult it's a matter of controlling yourself so so let's let's talk a little bit about um, your own methods but but in introducing that I bet you most people who are listening in have tried one or more of these self-help um, tips or programs. What do you think is the biggest mistake people make? In the biggest mistake, it's a great question. I, I really, I mean, you, you know, 
you're really profound, and it's a really great question. Um, the biggest mistake is people think to say, oh, if I think positive, I'm going to get positive. That's, that's a bunch of baloney. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. You can't just be like, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, and be like, okay, right. where's my Mercedes? Where's the million dollars? I'm happy, right. I'm happy, I'm happy. That does not work. Right. That does not work. That, that, that is probably the biggest misconception of any self-help book, that you think you're helping yourself by thinking positive. It's a component you know, it's something you can't you can't get everything you want and be an absolute miserable, horrible human being. You know, you can't right. abuse people and think you're going to get what you want. Um, I think the first thing that people have to do is get clear on what they want. You know, what's going to make them happy, and also how they're going to feel when they get that thing. So it's along the lines saying, "I want a million dollars." You probably will get that million dollars, but how are you going to feel? Who are you going to become as a person in the process of getting that million dollars? Are you going to be a scumbag? Are you going to are you going to you know hurt and steal to get that million, or are you going to get it by getting up early every morning, exercising, eating healthy, eating the right way? That's going to make your body full of energy, um, and and getting to work and cold calling until someone says yes. Yeah. And when that and when that person says yes, you're going to take care of them. You're going to be their you're going to be their best friend. You're going to you're going to wine and dine them, and they're going to give you business. You have to give people value. And, and that's, what, that's what Wallace Waddles taught us in, in The Science of Getting Rich. That's what Napoleon Hill teaches us. You have to give people value. And if you give people value, you're going to get what you want. Please, please, when I say understand that you're going to get everything you want, this isn't some like ghostly apparition that's going to come and you know, an angel's not going to be depositing, like you said, millions of dollars at your doorstep. Like, right. you, have to, you have to work for this. And I, that's, the other, that's the other misconception, is that people think, well, if I think positive, I'm going to get everything I want. That's not true. And people are going to say, well, if I want, um, you know, if, if I ask for something, the universe is going to get it, then I'm just going to get it. it. That's not how it is. There's steps in everything. There's, 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 there's like Steve Jobs says, this is in my next book, The University, the best quote. He says, you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect the dots that you finished, that you completed. Yeah. And the dots that you can look back and say, man, how did I get this account for my business? Well, it didn't just magically appear in my lap. Uh, I, called, I, I called this person one day, and he had a friend who was friends with a friend of a friend who was roommates with an uncle who just so happened to be the travel manager of the account that I really wanted. And we were introduced, and things didn't happen for a couple of years until the first vendor they were using didn't do well. And then they came on board with us. And now we're here. And we have the account, and I'm rich. And I'm making money, and my business is profitable. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, well, there's a couple of things there that, I, that you, that you uh, alluded to that I, I want to, again, emphasize. And that is, you know, my view is that, consistent with what you said, a big mistake people make in the self-help world or the world of the secret where you throw out some intent i want to win yeah. the lottery and and Doesn't they expect work. it to come it's yeah. that it's it to me this is this is about a this is about personal transformation this is Absolutely. not this is not about you know a you know money falling from the sky or or Absolutely. or honey from the trees it's it's when you transform yourself, you're actually transforming your character, and you're aligning exactly. your character with the goal. Uh, yeah. And and if you don't do that, you know, I I'm not sure if, if it's going to work. This it's it's much deeper. It's much deeper. Now the other thing that you said about the, you know the Steve Jobs quote and the way I interpret that, uh, 
uh, is that we, I've said this before on the show, is that our little brains, we can't predict what the big mind, you call it the universe, uh, it's, you know, I'm using the word the big mind. Sure. We don't know what it, we don't know the power of it. And so if we think, well, I I want to get a new job in a week from now, making another five thousand dollars a year. That's that's our little mind giving a goal to the universe. Well, the universe might have another way to another spin to put on that, and you Absolutely. can't you can't predict it. And that's why, you know, the way I'm reading your book, it's it's all about sort of giving giving the universe a chance to respond to a need as opposed right. to sitting back in a chariot and directing the action. So uh, listen, it's it's called it, you it, forcing your will, forcing yeah. your will upon the universe. Yeah. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that to anybody or anything. You don't have to force your mind on anything. You have to be clear with what you want and you have to work towards that goal and the universe will bring you whatever you want. If it sees that you're working with it as opposed to against it, you're going to get everything you want. It's not. It's like not even a question. I mean, it's happened to me. It happened to... you got to see the letters and emails I get. I get people from all over the world saying, you got me the job I wanted. Yep. It took me a year and a half, but I got where I had to go, and I never expected to get it the way I got it. Yeah. And that's the funny thing, is the universe works in crazy ways, is that... You think that you're gonna, and your mind is clear. You're going to walk into this to this building. You're going to get the account, and you're golden. And, this, and, this, and the, the, the the travel manager will say, "You got it, son." Or, and you walk in, and they kick you out of the building because it, 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 it's not how it works. Yeah, it's not how it works. How you think it's going to happen? The universe will always bring it around in a different way. Yeah, I, I want to point out something here. That this this is just me. This is just me talking. But there is a a field of study called for one 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 of them is called precognition. Uh, it's also um, prevalent in the scientific world, where certain geniuses come up with these ideas, such as Einstein and general relativity, uh, Heisenberg with his thought experiment uh, on the uncertainty principle, and there's some other there's a lot of other examples in where during sleep or during some deep meditative state you sort of can predict the future and it does come out it does come out exactly or very close to that thought but to me that's important because it shows that if you if you're at that deep state of awareness where you are in touch with the big mind you can have a almost a direct view of the future but it's very, very rare, and it's not something that a lot of people can do. And in fact, it may have happened to me once or twice. But, but to me, this whole field explains those kinds of things, and it's consistent with this notion that uh, that the universe does respond. Now, let's let's go to your tips for a second here. Because I, I want to be able to leave the listener with what you've distilled from your study of all these self-help books, okay? Sure. And so, first of all, 
what what do you say what what would you tell somebody to get started in this program what's what's the first thing somebody should do first thing you got to do if you if you really want the universe to work for you which it already has it already does first thing you got to do is get clear on what you want i'm talking about knowing don't don't think that you're going to say oh i only want a little bit of it but you really want a lot yeah. get clear the universe wants to give you everything you want right. okay but just put that in your mind that that there there's no deity up there that's saying no you have to be poor to sacrifice yourself it's nothing like that there is enough riches in this world there is enough business in this world there is enough uh, family and friends and relationships and lovers in this world to give you what you want so the first thing that anyone who wants to change their life, they have to get clear on what they want. Get clear and know what you want. Um, do you want me to go into number well, two? Well, okay, to... okay, so therefore it would help to write these things down. Is that right? Well, yeah, well, that's, that's number two. Okay, and, that's... And, and number two is you're not being narcissistic. You're not being, you know, um, uh, vain. You have to write down everything I'm talking about everything that would bring a smile to your face that you want to be surrounded with I don't care the request I'm gonna give you for instance again this is in my book but it's, it's the most profound thing because like I said I'm a normal guy I'm not Donald Trump I'm not Bill Gates I'm a normal guy who lives on a normal street who manifests everything into my life that I want I want to fly private in the worst way I want to be on a private plane I thought that was the epitome of of, of class, of elegance, of, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bad flyer to begin with, I don't like flying, and I always thought flying private would be, you know, uh, just an experience in itself. And I wrote it down in my journal, and, and everyone should always keep a journal. I keep a journal on, on the internet. I, I have a Word document that I shared in the cloud, and I have it on all my devices. Um, I call it my I want list. And I wrote down that I want to fly on a private plane um, you know, and, and I wrote down how I wanted to fly, who I wanted to fly with, where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Vegas, okay? <laughs> right. And um, uh, we were in Las Vegas, and uh, a circumstance happened that we weren't allowed to fly um, commercial. We, we, we couldn't get on the commercial flight, and uh, we uh, ended up chartering, my family and I chartered a Citation 10 back to New York. And I didn't even realize you know, I wrote it three years ago. It was a line of pixels on my on my on my list. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and I flew private, and I, those pilots were talking to us, and it was nothing like flying. And I'm not trying to say this to impress you or or the or the listeners. What I'm trying to tell you is to impress upon you that as a normal person coming from a normal home, not, you know, not a billionaire's home, a normal home, I flew on a private plane because the universe gave it to me because I asked for it. And and it, any request that you want is not too scary. You literally can go shopping in the universe's catalog. That's how you have to look at it. That, that there's an unlimited amount of unlimited money sitting and waiting for you and you can pick up whatever the hell you want. It doesn't matter. If you want your own private yacht, if you want a 10,000 square foot house, if you just want peace and quiet, if you want um, the, 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 the best lover in the world, you know, you have to really be clear with what you want and write everything, everything down on yeah. your want list. Oh, yeah, I now, think people, I think uh, that's a, I think that's a really I think that's that's a that's a good start. This is Philip Mirton. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. 
We're talking with Michael Samuels, the author of Just Ask the Universe, about how to get the universe to work for you. And we're going through the basic tips to make this program work. And the, the first two tips are to get clear, crystal clear, about what you want and to write it down. Now, you know this is this is this is basic here but it but I cannot agree m more with you that this you have to be focused if your mind is a big blurry mess exactly right. uh where 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 you have conflicting thoughts you don't know what you want or there's doubt filtering into your head you know none of that will work now for me I do think writing stuff down is is extremely important but but there's a couple of questions here that I have for you first of all is is this all about thoughts or or where do emotions fit in? I think yeah. this, this this is something right. that I think gets confused uh, in this field a little bit. Is it all about thoughts or is or as I said, is there a a, a passion behind this? Well, look, you have to have passion right. to get what you want. I, listen, if you're going to be a dog, you're going to say. Oh, I want a million dollars. The universe is going to just be like, what? Right. What, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> you know, the universe is a living, breathing thing. It thinks, it talks, it listens, it hears everything you're saying. And if you're going to want to build your business and say, yeah, you know, I really should cold call, or, you know, I, I really <laughs> want to get that woman in my life. No. The universe is like, you ain't getting it, man. You know, I need to see some action. I need to see some movement. I need to see some emotion from you. If you're not going to be emotional, you're not going to get anything. You know, you have to be emotional. You have to get that feeling of, of living the life that you want to live. Don't get into your regular car. Don't get into your jalopy. Get into your Mercedes Benz and feel yourself driving it. Yeah. You know, give the feeling out into the universe and the universe will give it to you. It's, it, it really is this simple. I mean, there's, there's no... There's no tricks or anything. This is not magic. It, it, it feels like, pardon me, it feels like magic, but this is this is a real, tangible thing that's worked for everybody that I've ever I've ever told it to, to yeah. work. I mean, yeah, work, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I want to emphasize something here, and, and for those who have listened to the show a lot, it, it, that is what we're what we're really doing is we are sort of showing the truth of that statement that comes up periodically which is that we're not physical beings having a spiritual experience but spiritual <laughs> people having a physical experience if we are at core spiritual beings which is it's the same thing as saying energetic beings by the way then this is the way the world works folks and so therefore it's better to get in tune and to practice this method and you know what it's a whole lot of fun because it shows that that we are uh, intertwined with the universe that is all that all that stuff that we've heard about being at one with the universe and Atman and Brahman and feeling the unity of everything all that stuff I think is true and this is the payback now now here from a very practical standpoint Michael Okay, so you write these things down, and or maybe you type them up in your program. Do you read them every day, or do you rewrite them every day? What about what's what's your tip on that whole thing? Um, you can do it however you want. Okay. Uh, honestly, 
I, there was a point in my life where I was writing every day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just, listen, you know, you got to still do life. You still got to go. You know, if you're yeah. just sitting and writing day in and day out, you're not going to yeah. have time to go and, and do the things you want to do. Right. You know? So uh, my advice, what I do is I write once a month. I write the beginning of every single month. I write, I write 12 times a year. Or if there's something that really pops into my head and i got to sit down and write it now, you know, there's interludes of that. But I write 12 times a year, um, the beginning of every month, and I set goals for that month that I want to accomplish or I want to accomplish that year. Yeah. Um, you know, you also can't think about your list, you know, like you can't obsess about it. That's yeah. also very, very important. Um, your list is like a garden of, of seeds. You, yeah. you planted 500 seeds. Are you going to go and sit and watch the seeds grow now? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be bored. You know, you got to go out and you got to go back into the house and do things. Yeah. You know, you, your seeds are a garden. You've got to let them grow. You've got to care for them. You've got to water them. And how you care for them and water them is by putting forth emotion and effort to get what you want. Yeah. Well, I think your I think your metaphor in your book about the oak tree is is yeah. really is really yeah. helpful. So why don't you? I mean, why don't you talk about that for a little bit? Because because in this field, this is not like the movie Bewitched, where no. where someone yeah. twists you know shakes their nose and presto the you know the genie pops out of the uh, of, of the vase. <laughs> I, I mean, although I think I just mixed mixed metaphors there, but but in any event, or mixed TV shows, yeah. but in any event, uh, what about you know the oak tree example, and what can we learn from that? Uh, look, if you're anywhere, if you're anywhere near your house, near your car, you know anywhere, and if you just see a tree, just see is uh, the, the, find the biggest tree you possibly can find, and you look at that tree, and just know that that tree was there before you were born. It was there before your parents were born. It was probably there before your grandparents were born. That tree has been there for hundreds of years, centuries possibly. I mean, go to the Sequoia up in San Francisco. Um, the trees have been there for a long time. That tree didn't just wasn't just planted there. That, that just didn't, okay, here's a tree. Now I have all the fruits of the tree. No, that had to grow. It had to weather storms. It had to, it had to weather bad conditions. It had to weather chopping. It had to weather um, different seasons and, and, and hurricanes and tornadoes and whatever. That tree has weathered so much and it's still standing. That's what your life has to be like. You, you, the things that you want are just going to spring up to the ground the minute you write them down and say, uh, and, and an angel's going to come down and say, here you go. Yeah. You wanted it, you got it. You have to weather the storms. You know, yeah. you got it. You got to grow just like that tree. That tree just wasn't planted there. Yeah, it, 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 it has a lot more value when it, when it takes the time to grow. That's, that's another yeah. way to put it. Because, you know, I don't, I don't think that, it's if somebody gives you a Mercedes, I I just don't think it's going to feel as good as if you worked hard and that was the reward you gave yourself. It it exactly just right. it just doesn't feel the same. I mean, people that win the lottery and and I there's a number of books oh, out there. Please. I mean, I it's it seems as if it never really makes somebody happy. The people, the couple people that I've seen, and I'm not a student, by the way, of to what extent does a lottery make you happy? But the couple examples that I've seen from, from the news reports and the newspapers, et cetera, is that the people that have been happy are the ones that use the money to invest in a business of some sort, and the business exactly. became successful. So the, the other point I would make here, and this is this is from my from my 
perspective, and that is we forget that we are comparing, we are overlying, overlaying our lives against eternity, against something that is eternal. So, so that if we don't see something happen in 15 minutes or th three weeks or four or uh, four months or whatever, we think it's that there's some failure. No, it takes a long time for the big goals to actually come to fruition. This is something well, well, you've got to wait. It's like, a, it's like a package, right? Yeah. And you just ordered something from the universe. And let's say it's a big package, okay? You're not going to you're not going to get that package over overnight delivery, you know? It, it's going to take a while to get there. And what's most Listen, let's take something as so simple as, as a ham and cheese omelet, okay? Right. You want a ham and cheese omelet. You go to the fridge, you get your ham out, you get some cheese, you crack some eggs, you scramble them, you put them in, you make the ham and cheese omelet, you eat the ham and cheese omelet. You've got a want. you satisfied your want. We're going to a restaurant that you really love. I want to go to Phil's Italian restaurant, and I want to uh, eat an amazing meal with my family. That's not hard. Right. Okay, that, that's a small order. But the big stuff, you know, I want a million-dollar account for my business. You can't, that's not going to come the next day. you got to... Yeah. You gotta you gotta cultivate relationships. You gotta you gotta give good rates. You gotta build your business to align yourself to get to be ready to accept when that when that million dollar account is ready. That's gonna make you a millionaire. Right. Right, right. The you big know? right, right. Good things there's some saying about uh, something like good things in life are worth waiting for. It's it's the same basic principle here. We're restating some of these old truths in different ways. Okay, so you write it down. You focus on it, and then and then what? Um, you you seriously <laughs> you go about your day. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and then and then you go about your you, day. What about the subconscious mind? And yeah, and, no, you get to that. Okay. You get to that. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm going to get to that. Okay. You shoot. Know, you go about your day. You have to change your attitude. Yeah. You know. Okay. Let's say you just wrote down 500 at once. You have to, this is where the power of your positive thinking comes in. Like, you can't just sit there and be a miserable SOB yeah. and, and hurt people and yeah. expect that your list is going to come to fruition. Yeah. You have to, you got you got to smile. You got to have some fun. You got to be clear cut, know what you want. And if you want your business to blossom or if you want that, you know, to find your soulmate, you got to, you got to take care of yourself. To, to get ready for when that person's going to be coming to you or the business is going to come to you. If you run a crappy service, you're not going to get a million-dollar account. No one's going to want to use your business. So you have to straighten things out. You've got to clean up. You got to, if, if, you, if you're trying to find your soulmate, this is a big one. You know, people want to find their, their lover, you know, um, and they want to be loved by someone. And the universe does that. It will provide you with someone. Um, you have to have an attitude that you're going to get it and you're going to take care of that person. And the more you have that attitude, the more they're going to be attracted to you. That's what all those fooey, schmooey spirituality books are missing is, is the emotional feel of it. Um, you, you, want to jump, you want me to just go right well, into well, subconscious okay, mind? Well, okay, so, so just, just, to, just to summarize here so far, I mean, what's, what's important is that once once you get clear about your goals, you write them down, you sort of have to have this faith that it's going to yeah. work out. You sort yeah. of you, and, and, but and again, we all have our daily lives. It's not as if you 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 know, you write these things down and then you go off to the forest 
and meditate somewhere. Exactly. You, you have, yeah, I mean, somewhere. although yeah. some people have tried that, and frankly, I don't, I don't know to what extent it's worked, but everyone has their, their own goals. But well, this, this is basically... Pardon me, it doesn't work for me. Okay. And I, I apologize for saying it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. I don't yeah. believe it. Yes. But, but yes. For people that do, God bless you. Go do what you, you know, do what you got to do. But um, you really. Uh, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just going to say that the most important thing that that you you say, and this is exactly my thought on it, is that you have to go forward. You have to make. You have to, despite adversity, despite setbacks, you have faith and you move forward. Okay, and I think that that. That is, it's, it's, and this is simple, but you've got to believe. Okay, so. Exactly. Okay, so what's, okay, so what's next here? In order, in order for you to get what you want, you have to have the utmost faith. And I, I, I like to call it belief. Okay. I, I like, to, I like the word belief. You have to believe that the universe is going to give it to you, even though it doesn't seem that way right now. Right. If you're living in a small house, if you're, not in the circumstances that you, you want to be at, but you're going to get there. You have to believe that it's going to happen. And, and that, that's, the, that's the most crucial point of all this. That you can write down everything you want, you can go about your day, you can be nice to people. But the point here is that if you believe that it's going to happen, it will happen. Um, belief, belief and faith, uh, I, you know, I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah, well, if that's, that's sort of the... One of the key things is that you cannot doubt yourself. You have to be confident. And you have a quote from Muhammad Ali along these lines, yeah. uh, something like, uh, you affirm, you affirm, then you start believing, and then your belief becomes a conviction. And I, yeah. I, thought, I, thought, that was, I thought that was really good. And you sort of have to start, start with the, you know, the affirmation sometimes, then the belief, and then the conviction, and once you get that conviction, nothing, nothing could stand in the way. This is Philip Mirton. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. We're speaking with Michael Samuels, the author of Just Ask the Universe, about some practical tips on how to apply some of these spiritual self-improvement ideas to our daily lives. So... There was something about I want I want you to talk about how to make the subconscious mind work for you as sure. well because because I thought you you were really clear about about the this whole thing about meditation versus simply going to bed with the right attitude. Why don't you talk about uh, about how how to get that sub that subconsciousness working for you a little bit? Absolutely. Um, your your subconscious is. I, mean, I don't want to demean it in any way. It's kind of like a dog. <laughs> you got to tell you, you got to train your dog to do what's right. You know, I could even liken it to, uh, I liken it to what Joseph Murphy said that you know your subconscious, like um, guys in the bottom of a, of a, sh- a cruise liner, and they're they're pumping coal into you know they're, they're manning the uh, the engines down there, and the captain up top is your conscious mind. Your conscious mind is calling down, so saying, okay, add more fire to the engines or rev up the engines more, and the subconscious mind is doing it. It, you know, it, it just listens to what you have to say. How this worked for me was, you have to, when you go to bed at night, you know, you got to have a big smile on your face. you got to know that you conquered the day. And when you're ready to, to, to go to bed, don't watch TV, don't watch e-news, don't watch reality TV. It'll just clutter your mind. It's going gonna, it's gonna to freak you out. Don't watch or read anything. 
just get to bed, put a big smile on your face, and literally command your subconscious mind for everything you want. And you have to say to it, like, you know, I named my subconscious mind. You kind of have to name your subconscious mind because you have to be personable with it. You gotta, you gotta talk to it like, like it's a child, saying, you know, listen here. Um, I named my subconscious mind. Don't laugh. I named it Rufus. I don't know why. <laughs> I like, I like the name Rufus. I think okay, it's that's cool. good. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah, good. I named my subconscious mind Rufus, and I say to it every night, "Listen, Rufus, you gave me everything I want. You gave me the best wife in the world. You gave me the best kids in the world." You gave me all the riches I could have asked for. This is what I'm going to ask for now. I want, and then you tell your subconscious mind what you want. And, and, and I swear to God, Phil, by golly, it just works. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, well, I think that that is such good practical advice. It's something that I try to do because it's consistent with this whole theme we're having here, which is that you have a conscious mind, a subconscious mind, and we know that the subconscious mind does something at night. I mean, it's the same basic thing. If you read the stories of, you know, the great scientists, most of them, or a lot of them, when they have an intractable problem, they'll go to bed with the problem in their head, and they'll basically say, give me the solution. And they wake up, and there's a solution. Okay, now it's yep, maybe exactly it's right. maybe not as always as clean as that, but this is a time-honored method across all fields to solve tough problems. And so, what I think you're doing, Michael, here is basically using that same method to focus the subconscious mind on what the conscious mind really wants. And it's a power. It's a powerful tool. And to me, we're getting to this, but this is what scientific experimentation is in a spiritual world, to put it in a different way. I mean, this is really, that's what makes this fun, is that it's, it, it's our own little experiment, and yeah. we have a really good ch chance of having a successful result. So, so I, think, I, think this is, I think this is good. Now, but your, your uh, tips here are not just about things that you want but you also have to appreciate things that you have. There's a, there's a, there's a gratitude part of this. And Absolutely. so where does that fit in? Gratitude has to be the first thing. And that really, you know, if I could redo the book in any way, gratitude would be the first chapter. Because, um, you know, everyone who, a lot of people just don't have enough gratitude. You have to be grateful for everything. And, and what I've learned is that when I wrote down things that I've seen, um, up until this point in my life, it really puts it into perspective that the universe does work for you, yeah. and you do attract everything into your life that you've ever wanted, whether good or bad. I mean, you know, people can attract certain things in their life, and um, they they get it in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, and I feel that when you look back, and that's the Steve Jobs thing, you connect the dots in the past of the stuff that you've that's entered into your life. You gratefully received it. You know, I wanted um, the wife of my dreams. I gratefully received it. You know, I wanted uh, my my child to be surrounded by you know great people and have great influences. I got it. I gratefully received it. You have to be grateful for the stuff you already have received, um, and just know that the universe has been working for you since the day you've been born. And, and what that shows to me, Michael, is that it sort of it, it fulfills a couple 
functions. You know, gratitude is is a really great thing. And every time uh, the word comes up, I there is a passage in the Quran, and here I'm making a connection with Islam, where sure. where there there's a you know the passage says something like um, God bestows great gifts upon humankind, but most people are not grateful for them. It's it's something mm-hmm. there. It you know the passage is along those lines, and this is an right. old old issue that we forget the things that we already have. So that's yeah. that, you know from a purely uh, moralistic standpoint. It's, that is important, but also it shows that we do get what we ask for. I mean, what I like s- telling people is that if you look at the life that you have right now, you are where your decisions have brought you to. This is exactly right. the, if you look right now, look around where you're at. You have the decisions you've made have brought you where you're sitting. And if you look back, you say, "Hey, I guess, I guess." Um, all those thoughts and emotions I have have created my world for me. And so what you're doing and others is we're saying, okay, well, if that's true, then let's try to direct your life towards a place of perhaps greater fulfillment and happiness. Right. So it's a really it's a really a cool thing. The there's also a forgiveness part of this or or the boomerang effect which I think is I think it's really cool. It it sounds so much like it sounds so much like karma to me, and and a lot yeah. of this is uh, um, karma focused that we're talking about. And that's a I think that's another reason why there's truth here. But what is the boomerang effect? Well, the boomerang effect is listen. If you're going to use the universe to hurt other people, you know, if you're going to wish hurtful things on people, I want. Uh, the person who stole my boyfriend to uh, get hit by a car. You're going to do all this type of stuff. You know, the universe responds, so you got to be careful. If you're going to ask for this, the only one who it's going to happen to is you. All right? it's, I thought that's a universal law, uh, you know, and you can't escape it. So you have to be really clear that you want good things for people, not bad things, even for people that hurt you, and that really makes people cringe. Well, my mother-in-law once told me, blah, blah, blah. You have to forgive people because you're not going to get what you want if you don't forgive people and just move on with your life and worry about getting great things. If you sit and wish bad things or try, is another bad one. It was the two no-nos in that chapter I loved. If you uh, want to take things away from people, yeah, it probably could happen, but the same thing that you wanted is fair game for anybody else. And the universe will, will, that thing will just keep going around the round robin to whoever keeps wanting and asking for it. That's business, that's relationships. You have to be a creator. You can't compete. You gotta create. Everything you want can be created with, with, by yourself. You don't need, you can ask for attributes of things. You can say, well, you know, I want my company to do $100 million in sales like my competitor. It's not saying I want all my competitors' business. You know, because if you get all your competitors' business, the next guy in line is going to get all of your business. Yeah. So you have to be really clear that there are some universal laws that apply to the negative aspects of it. You know, that we have to, you know, you got to be real. And you can't ask for, you can't take things away from people. You can't force people to do your bidding. You can't use the, you, you, use your will uh, against other people. It doesn't work. And the universe hates it. 
Yeah. The second thing is, um, you can't wish bad for people. You can't. It, it, it all, it, all you're doing is wishing bad on yourself, and it will happen to you. And it's, it's very important. Yeah, I think that that is really a good tip there because, and I tell you, that's it's very difficult in our competitive society because out in the world, whether it's business, sports, or or, or professional endeavor, or working on an assembly line, it's competitive. But what this, and so therefore, it's difficult to be so gracious with others. But the, the lesson here, though, is if you focus on the positive and focus on yourself, it's sort of like, uh, I think the best example here are pro golfers. Every time, every time you listen to, to a professional golfer, they're always talking about focusing on their own game, their own shot. They're not hoping that, that so-and-so misses a putt. They're focusing right. on themselves. Exactly and, and, right. and I think that's that... I think that's I, I think that's a really I think it's it's really powerful. I also it's also important here to connect this with the golden rule uh, and also with karma generally because this is so so much connected with the karmic field and this whole idea that what goes around comes around. It's another way yeah. to put you know it's another way to put karma. So all all of this stuff is is really powerful and so. As we draw to a close here, Michael, with the show that's gone by pretty fast, uh, why don't I like you to leave the listener with one, with with a takeaway or two from from not only your book but maybe from what you've distilled from your reading of all these other self-help books and your experience with this field. If you could leave absolutely, the, yeah, absolutely. Um, you got you know if you want to start your path. On, on spirituality and self-growth and self-improvement, start by picking up uh, The Science of Getting Rich by Lawless Waddles and The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Two great books that really just tell you everything you need to know from the starting point, and they make it simple and easy. And it's, it's just not difficult. Write down everything you want. Write down everything you want. Have fun with it. Smile. Have a blast. And, and, and program your subconscious mind. Really, really command it. It's your genie. You can do whatever you want. If you want negative stuff, you're going to get negative stuff. So be careful what you ask for. But if you want all the things on your list, really start commanding it to give you the things you want on your list. It, it, it's so simple. It's it's just it's not hard. I, I, and read, 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 read. Get everything you can. Get your hands on any book. You know, I just made two books. I've had thousands, hundreds, I should say. Um, on uh, on spirituality, metaphysical, think and go rich, cosmic consciousness, personal power. Um, really, the list goes on and on. I mean, you know, and, and and you'll know in a year from now, in two years from now, when the things start happening to you, that it really does work. That the sky's the limit. That big, go bigger. If you if you, if you got the car you wanted, why not get the house you want? Yeah. If you got the house you wanted, why not try and uh, get the private plane you wanted? <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it, it, wor- it works to any degree. you got to bet big, and you got to go in stages. You can't expect the world tomorrow. It's yeah. got, the oak tree didn't go overnight. Yeah, and your, and your website is what again, Michael? It's um, uh, samuelsbooks.com, www.samuelsbooks.com. 
And, and uh, I have another book out called The University, using the uh, Law of Attraction, uh, spiritual education using the Law of Attraction. And, and so, and, uh, uh, yes, I would like I like to just emphasize for the listener that this that is that Michael's book just asks the universe is one of these. It's a quick read, but I think page for page, it's 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 got it's one of the most helpful of of the books in this genre. As I said, it's a, it's an easy read, but it's also got some real practical tips, and so I would recommend it. And what this uh, tells me at the end of the day is that this is what scientific experimentation is in a world of spirit. That we we are in a universe that we are part of we are ingrained in it it is part of us it is it is our self-consciousness and we need to be clear about what we want act in tune with the universe uh, be grateful focus focus on our goals carry them out and try not to show show hate to others so that it doesn't boomerang against us but this this is the power of this idea which is that if we work with the way the world is structured, we have a really high chance of making the universe work for us. This is Philip Mirton. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Conversations Beyond Science and Religion with Philip Meriton. To find out more about Philip and his new book, The Heaven at the End of Science, visit heavenattheendofscience.com.